With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. I'm a big MMA fan. This touches on one of my biggest pet peeves in MMA where, you know, a guy has just beaten the shit out of another man for money. And then they do the interview in the octagon, right? Blood still running down his face. <laughs> and he goes, I want to thank Jesus, without whom this wouldn't be possible. It's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> if Jesus is real, he doesn't like this. <laughs> he, he doesn't like what you're doing with your time. <laughs> you should do, he would say, hey, maybe you should do something else. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because good decisions are for pussies. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is an empty chair where Heath usually sits. He's off this week, but sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Fantastic. You know who's a great actor? <laughs> who's that? Gavin Stone. <laughs> real, real chops, that guy. Yeah, I missed him. I missed him. And of course, joining us as well this week is improv comedian and rare returning guest masochist Devin Heater. Devin, welcome back. We've missed you. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really miss you guys that much, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Like I sort of forgot about this whole thing, and then Eli was like, "You want to do it?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure, that'd be great." We are the dentist of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird? I get letters in the mail from dentists I've never been to, like three mm-hmm. times a year. Like, time to get a cleanup, and I'm like, "How do you know?" <laughs> <laughs> Saw you on the street the other day. Gross, bro. They're not wrong. I definitely need to go to the dentist, but <laughs> they shouldn't know that. They're getting your information now. That's it's it's scary. The metadata shit that's mm-hmm. going on. So tell us, Eli, what will we be breaking down today? We watched The Fight Within. It's an uplifting tale of a young man who punches a backstreet boy for Jesus. <laughs> and, and here's a question for both you guys. How bad was this movie? I mean, I loved it. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> it combined my two biggest things. I'm a huge MMA fan, and boy, do I love it when MMA fighters thank God for helping them beat the shit out of a man in a cage. Because God, God, really big fan of two guys beating each other to death for money. <laughs> no, in my experience, yeah. Uh, well, if you liked Rocky too, but all the acting, plot, and characters made it hard to jerk off to, you will love <laughs> this movie. I couldn't say it better myself, I guess. All right, so now, Devin, there's a bit of a common thread in Christian movies that they fuck up the sportsing. Really, like, bad enough to have helmets on basketball players. And, of course, like you said, you're a, you're a big MMA fan. I like to watch MMA, but I'm not, like, a huge fan or anything. My knowledge is pretty limited. But it seemed like they did, like, for a Christian movie, an unusually good job with their sportsing. Is that just, like, it, am yeah. I just ignorant I mean, of it? or It wasn't the worst. Uh, like, there was a lot of, like, they were very, okay. I mean, like, without getting into, like, weird Brazilian jiu-jitsu specifics. 
Uh, there was like a lot of like they were very good at attacking each other, but no one in this world ever has learned how to stop someone from attacking them. It's like it's all offense. No one has any defense in this world. There was a lot of punch trading that didn't seem to be the way I remember MMA. Where it's like, okay, your turn. Yeah. All right, my turn. Hey, he skipped my turn. He skipped my turn. And the rest like, let him have his turn. Yeah. It's like, come it's on. Like, it's like, it's like it's, it was like baseball. Like you, you know, in baseball you get net bat, and in this world of MMA you get a you get a punching turn. Well, see, but honestly, though, again, given what we're used to, I was expecting someone to get an at bat at some point, so I was impressed. Now, is there anything you guys would like to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm going to go with best worst wisdom from a stranger. Oh, so, wow. Devin, you don't watch nearly as many movies as we do of these of this type. This is the uh, only movie I've ever seen. <laughs> well, and, but, and the uh, other time I was on this podcast, yeah, I watched that movie too. he's seen two movies. Devin hates movies. God, boy, do I ever. <laughs> I don't know why people like movies so much. They suck. But there is a trope in these Christian movies we watch of getting wisdom from a wise old man. But in this movie, um, our protagonist will talk to a homeless man who will not say anything related to the statements that our main character will say. And our main character will not say anything related to what the homeless man will say. I'm not he convinced is just, he's homeless. I just want to put that out there. Like at no point do we really know he's home. I think he's just, I think he's like, a, I think he's a millionaire and they just, everyone just thinks he's homeless. It would be really awkward if towards the end he was like, Hey man, like let's get you to a shelter. And he was like, what are you talking about? I live right over there. Oh, why, why do you hang out by the gas station? I'm retired. I work Don't here. Have a lot to do. <laughs> I own I the gas here. station. You piece of crap. <laughs> I own the gas. And he just lets this retarded kid buy him pizza. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, you looked pretty punched flat. I thought I was being nice by letting you give me pizza. <laughs> that would have been the best ending possible for this film. Uh, so, Devin, do you have any best worst nominations? Yeah, it's definitely the best worst sexual tension I've ever seen. Everybody wanted to fuck everybody else in this movie <laughs> and it never even came close. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is I thought the worst sexual tension, the least sexual tension was between the main character and the love interest. Oh, no, like, yeah, they, no they weren't interested in each other. No, <laughs> but the two brothers, the two brothers wanted to. Oh, really, yeah. They wanted to get down on each other. Oh, yeah. And everybody, definitely. everybody wants Hayden. He's so handsome. Everybody wants Hayden, He's that so bad handsome. boy. What a handsome man. Oh, I'm going to go spray fuck on the side of his Jeep. <laughs> seems to work Don't you well. fucking dare. <laughs> Too far. Podcast. <laughs> So, no, I'm just going to go with the best worst moment when I realized, because I watch this on Amazon. Usually I watch this on YouTube. And when I realized that the that the second number was the number of minutes left, not the total number of minutes, this was the <laughs> best worst of those moments. That was that was very sad. Mm -hmm. Well, Eli's obviously already lotioned up and ready to relive this homoerotic revenge fantasy, and we don't want him drying out. So we'll keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll break down all the half naked men rolling around together. That is the fight within. Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick. You know, we have a lot of fun here on the God Awful Movies podcast, but sometimes we make jokes that go a little too far. And today, I need to take steps to remedy that. Last week on the show, I said that women from New Jersey weren't attractive. And as a result, almost a dozen of you sent me pictures of your hot wife, some of them in bathing suits. And I would like to sincerely extend my apologies. Your wives are hot, and whoever you trap them in New Jersey is your business. But I take it back, and I apologize. But I'm also a skeptic. 
And I'm going to need more pictures of your hot wives, bonus points if she's choking, or if you're stabbing her. And hey, listeners from Texas, your wives are all ugly. Prove me wrong. Thank you. Hey, Eli, what what are you doing in here with the mics and stuff? There's a game on. <laughs> oh, nothing. We're just, what? We're doing the show? We're doing the show. show. Were you jerking off in here? No? I bet he was. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to not even get all the way through the logos before we get 10-year-old punchy noises. And we're going to open up on our main character, Logan, working a heavy bag while he thinks back on his troubled childhood. Yeah, and his dad is Mario, who took way too much HGH. No, <laughs> excuse me. His dad is Dan the Beast Severn, UFC Hall of Famer and former heavyweight champion. Oh, okay. I think, I think also a tournament champion, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so let's okay. get this right. Let's let's, let's make sure let's we really know who we're dealing with here. Dan, yeah, he's Dan a- the Beast Severn. And if you're not familiar with Dan the Beast Severin's works, just picture Robert Rodriguez bad guy and you've pretty much nailed it. Or Google Dan Severin and find the first link which says, welcome to the cave of Dan. That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) But dad is abusively like hard on his son, wants him to be a champion fighter like he was. And it's just a montage of him being mad at Logan for being bad at what I assume is homosexuality practice, right? Because he's like on a dude, but he's not in a dude. I don't really understand. <laughs> I gotta say, I've never known um, a character's name more than in this first scene because it's just basically <laughs> Logan, Logan, <laughs> Logan, Logan, like at Logan. Like no, at no point was I unclear as to what his character's <laughs> name was. Although, spoiler, pretty sure that he's called William later in the movie at one moment. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Yes. I, I think there was there. They left one in. His name is definitely Logan, though. <laughs> also, question. What is dad's accent? Do we know where Dan the Beast yeah. is? That just uh, getting so, punched uh, all the yeah, time? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Dan Dan, I think is probably I think he's from Iowa. But uh, <laughs> like he. Yeah. But it's it's a, it's a lifetime of getting uh, punched in and dropped on his head. <laughs> yeah. No, I had his accent down as athlete hosting Saturday Night Live accent. <laughs> Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> and and what we're supposed to be learning here is that, you know, dad pushes his son too hard and his son wants to push back, but he just can't. And we're going to finish up that flashback. But first, we have to stop to meet Muslim Gimli. <laughs> sure. I have is... him as Joe Rogaine. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this particular character. So, yeah, and and this is eventually going to turn out to be Logan's brother, Mason, despite them very clearly being different races and also, species. What, what's with the, like, Mason and Logan? Like, that, what kind of, whose name is, like, what, what, what the hell's going on with these names in this family? They went with the whitest names they could find for this movie. Well, Mason, uh, Logan, Hayden. And then, and, yeah. And, and Hayden is the bad guy, and Hayden rhymes with Satan, and that's not an accident, guys. Ooh. Oh, that's, yeah. actually, that's an excellent point. Also, I want to point out, and we haven't talked about it yet, his brother has a terrible, terrible lisp. 
Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. I mean, is probably why this man learned to punch for a living. Cause like, there's no way this guy made it through high school without being like, I'm going to have to punch everybody who talked about the way I talk. <laughs> uh, but is, is he an MMA fighter or were they just well, like, so you know, let me, we- let me tell you, let me tell you. I assumed based on his terrible acting and list that he must have been an MMA fighter, but I didn't recognize him. So I looked it up. No, no, no. He is Mike H. Taylor. I found his bio on IMDb. It does not mention the lisp in the bio. It does say, it does say, I will read you what it says about him. An established, an established and extremely talented actor, oh. performer, and fight choreographer, Mike Taylor is making a name for himself in the film industry throughout his, uh, through his unparalleled dedication, skill, as skills and focus. <laughs> is he now? So, like, first of all, first of all, this is oh, this is this is good. But towards the end, it's uh, uh, he, he's an inc- uh, an incredible onset asset, including staging realistic fight scenes, performing daring stunts, and exhibiting emotionally charged acting. Emotionally charged. Emotionally yeah, yeah. charged. He can act- he can charge those emotions up nice. Melancholy is an emotion. So, so he's not a famous MMA fighter. They were just like, this guy's got great acting chops. No one will notice the lisp. Yeah, he just okay. straight up auditioned for this. <laughs> so actually, I think it might even be worse than that. We had a listener write in uh, about this movie. He actually wrote in right when the movie came out. And he trains at one of the two gyms where this was filmed. Gay. Um, <laughs> if I understand correctly, this uh, character who is probably going to listen to this show and, and eventually kick our asses for all the things that we've said. Um, oh, don't listen. <laughs> is an atheist. Um, and like, if I'm not mistaken, like intentionally took a, a, a role where he was like, okay, but I don't have to spout any Jesus shit, do I? And you'll notice that he never does. Um, but I think he actually is the guy who owns the gym they were filming in. That's how he got his, uh, emotionally charged acting chops. Mark, uh, turn it off. Into this turn film. it off, Mark. Mark, <laughs> we don't want any, Mark. We're just a bunch, just a couple comedians having a good time, Mark. <laughs> You don't need to listen to this, man. You're so great. It's not going to get better. That's all I'm saying, man. If you still are listening, it's not going to get better from here. So now we got to get back to the flashback with dad. And this is where he punches his, he gets frustrated with his dad. And he says, uh, you know, it's all about you. It's not about me. And then they get into a fight and he punches him right in the heart attack. And kills his dad. It's the yeah. five point palm exploding heart attack. <laughs> Which, which I believe uh, is illegal in MMA. I, believe I they do believe it's considered a small joint explode. manipulation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we should point out, he kills his dad. He straight up kills his dad. And the rest of the movie, every time he reveals that, people will be like, you got to let it go, man. No, you don't. You killed your dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you punched an old man and the old man died. Like, that's what yeah. happens when you punch old men. That's Even if that old man is Dan the Beast Severn. I'm sorry, <laughs> Dan the Beast Severn, you'll never die. Well, and even, like, yeah, because when he does reveal this later to people, he'll go like, uh, yeah, like, my dad died of a heart attack. He's like, right after you punched him in the heart. <laughs> like, you have to put that in Because when they give you the, it's not your fault. Like, you don't understand. I didn't put all the details in there. But yeah, right, right. Oh, and then, of course, now it's time to meet Loretta Love Interest. This character will get named like 51 minutes into the movie. She's Emma, but she she just shoehorns her way into the movie. She shows up at this MMA fight so that she can put up asking to put up posters for her uh, her charity drive for her church. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I listen, I don't work in a lot of charities, but like 
when I'm thinking of like, where can I put up posters that will, that people will be like, oh, I should donate to that charity. I probably don't think the amateur MMA gym in my neighborhood is, like, <laughs> is full of rich philanthropists. <laughs> you know who has a lot of money fucking and care about other people? <laughs> Guys who can't even professionally beat this shit out of somebody for a living, but just want to do it as a, as a hobby. I need two things. I need a place where I can fight with no rules and a charity that needs my undying support. <laughs> yes. Well, and they're going so overboard with the charity because she's raising money for like criminal sex slave African orphans. Pick one. Yeah. Just pick one. Also, if you're wondering what this character looks like, <laughs> she gets asked why the long face a lot. <laughs> That's Her horrible. face should have George Millet's rocket flying into it. Yeah. If you, if she wore a piece of wood on the top of her head, she's a Halloween costume of a shovel. <laughs> I'm trying to make a sea biscuit joke, but I can't figure <laughs> it out. Something like she, um, you know, something she got cast in sea biscuit as sea biscuit. I don't know, guys. Listen, I, they can't all be winners. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I also love too, and this is when I actually fell in love with this character and forgave him for all his terrible acting. Uh, when she starts, he says, um, yeah, you can go out and put up your poster. She's like, yeah, these sex slave criminal crackhead African orphans that I help are really, really criminally sex slavey. And he's like, all right, you can put them up, but shut up. That's part of the condition is that you shut up. <laughs> yeah, as long as you stop talking. Yeah, and that's actually what he says. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Mason don't give no shits. Go Mason. Unless it's unless it's unless it's like Operation Smile and they can fix Mason's cleft palate. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was say, well, he it. was trying to say he didn't give any tits, but right. you know, you couldn't really tell. And now we gotta cut to the locker room where Hayden, our main bad guy, is bullying a character we will never return to. Yeah, that guy never comes back. And Hayden just behaves. So Hayden is the bad guy, and we're going to learn that Hayden's motivation is that he wants to fight Logan because he was defeated the only time in his career by Logan back when Logan was a fighter. And as a result, Hayden will assault several people, but because it is around an MMA gym, no one will pretend he's committing crimes. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's like it's like a double. It's a, it's a double. A, yeah, A, he's just he's committing. Every time you see him on screen, he commits assault. Like just every time. <laughs> And like two, everyone in the gym is on Hayden's side. But <laughs> yeah, every time you see him interacting with the people at the gym, they all hate him because he's awful. <laughs> but yet everyone's like, yeah, but you know, but Logan won't fight him. So we're on Hayden's <laughs> well, team. Well, there is. Yes. Right, <laughs> and it also, it strikes me that like setting aside the moral issues of having punched your dad to death, it seems like if you had a I don't fight policy after that, the average person would be rather understanding. Right. You know, that's just my guess. I don't hang around MMA guys, so I don't know. But it seems like, oh, well, look at that pussy dad killer won't fight, you know. <laughs> it does, however, raise the question of why does he still train for MMA if he's got a never going to fight again policy? Like, well, see, do yeah, some I CrossFit, I dude. I don't think that he has. I don't think that he's decided not to fight anymore. I think that the uh, athletic commission revoked his license <laughs> for, using, <laughs> for using the five point palm exploding heart technique. In the cage and, right. killing, and killing his dad. No, that would make that would make perfect sense. That would be hilarious if at a certain point he's like, "No, this because they they won't even let me do that anymore. They, they won't license me because because I kill people when I fight I, them. I killed they, my dad. They fucking die when I. That's fight frowned them. on. I punch That's them in the heart and they die. <laughs> they this is in the WWE. All right, you can't just kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> also, and this is very important that I bring this up now. So 
Hayden is or, or Hayden's given Logan a bunch of shit for being such a pussy dad killer and not wanting to fight him. So Logan storms off. And when he does, he breaks the glass door leading into the gym, which I've got to say is going to be hugely expensive to replace. But yeah. at any rate, that was most of the fucking budget for this movie was breaking that door. But that's going to come back later in an amazing fucking way. So I want to mention that. But he's headed off to school and we have to see like we have this quick scene of where he accidentally kicks over the coffee and gives the guy his bottled water because of it. Just, you know, established that Logan's a nice guy. He's not just about breaking glass windows and shit. But here was my problem with this scene is this is now the third scene we've seen Logan in. And in the first scene, he accidentally killed his dad. In the second scene, he smashes a glass door. In the third scene, he <laughs> kicks over a guy's coffee. I was like, dude, you might have MS. Are you not aware of how <laughs> your body works, Logan? Yeah, he's just a very violent Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Magoo, but super violent. Mr. Magoo as an MMA fighter. Oh, that's I like that shit. Everything's close. I also up. like the idea that like the like this is supposed to like show us like he's a good guy. See how he gave that guy his water after he knocked over the guy's drinks. Like that's not a that doesn't make you a good guy. That just that's just like you should do that. That's like that's the bare minimum I expect of a human. It's also not a swap. Like if you knock over my seventeen dollar peppermint mocha with soy at one hundred and ten degrees and the chocolate sprinkles and an extra pump of mocha sauce and decaf of one shot and regular calf of the other and you give me a bottled water, I'm like uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you go to that Starbucks and you replace my 17 minute order. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's these fucking, it, the scale is different for religious people, is what I've learned. <laughs> is that like, like the Pope will, like everyone on Facebook will be like, oh my God, the Pope said uh, gays aren't the worst thing ever. And everyone's like, this is the best. Are what you a kidding great me? That, that and I'm like, I've been saying that my whole life. My whole life I felt that. No one's <laughs> giving me any credit. <laughs> And now this is like, I, I knocked over his drink and I gave him some water. So, like, I'm a good guy. No, no, no. You're just not an asshole. That's all you've <laughs> determined is that, like, you're not a total shitbird. But that's the best we could say about you right now. I guess. And I guess that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, and also, it's time to subtly work in the conflict about, you know, moral relativism. So we're going to do that by having him in his ethics 101 class talking about moral relativism. Subtle. Very subtle. And he asked the girl, he goes, why shouldn't you murder someone? And this girl responds by saying, say you done murder someone for murder. You murder, go to, ah. And then the rest of the movie continues and no one's like, hey, are you okay? Character who just spoke absolute gibberish. He's like, well, that's one answer. Main characters, what do you think? I love how every question is phrased in the form of a christian talking point as well but yeah they call on the moral on the uh on the main character to ask about uh moral relativism and he gives an answer that's kind of right ish and uh and and the and the love interest who is sitting in his lap at this point says you mean it's kind of like if you were angry and you smashed a glass door but you're really a good person huh and the teacher's like, no, yeah, yeah. not. And then, yeah, the professor, the professor has to be like, no, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> like, no, we're talking about, we're talking about utilitarianism. Shut up. <laughs> I, I wanted there to be other scenes where she can only relate all of her subjects to smashing a glass door. Like, all right, <laughs> X equals negative B plus or minus square root. It's kind of like smashing a glass door. No, Emma, I, you need it's not see a doctor. I was like, what? Like, that's such a dick move. Like, can you can you imagine someone who he's never spoken to this woman? 
he has probably has no idea she was at the gym that day. Right. So like, like, Hey, the only thing I know about you is that you broke a door and I'm going to bring that up now in front of a group of people. <laughs> well, it's like, what the fuck? Go away. Leave me alone. She gives woman. a toast at his wedding. Hi, sorry. Just wanted real quick. He broke a glass door. Take that. <laughs> I'm Emma, by the way, you'll find that out three quarters of the way through this wedding. Oh, uh, and also, also this you know, like they wrote this, right? Like, so they could have been talking about something that would have been related to breaking a glass door, but still being a good person. Like, they, you know, it's not like they had to find a way to fit this into an existing conversation or anything. But yeah, and just to really reinforce how bad they are at this writing movie shit, the following scene is like him leaving the uh, the, the class and her running up and saying, hey, let's talk about the moral relativity of that window that you smashed. Ugh. It was an accident. There's no moral, no moral thing here. I I pushed it open real hard because I was mad and it broke. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't kick my way out of it or anything. Yeah, I killed my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a much more interesting moral quandary. <laughs> right. I, I punched my dad in the heart and he died. Do I should I be in jail yeah. right now? Yes, yes, you should. If you punch someone and they die, it is your fault. Sorry, internet means it is. <laughs> But here's the crazy thing, right? So she runs up and she's like, so do you actually believe in moral relativism? And his response is, don't talk to me. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, sorry, can I try that again? Do you want to go out with me? And she's like, yes. Yeah. What? You might as well have just said, I think pussies are gross. And she's like, yeah, but do you want to date? Yes. (laughs) She can fix him, you guys. She can fix him. As we'll learn. So they go to uh, they go out for lunch to a uh, fancy place. I guess. super fancy. Oh, <laughs> they go to some super super sad place for poor people. It's like a knockoff TGI Fridays. Like, what is yes. this coupon week? Come on, we're going to Coopers. <laughs> TGI Thursdays. <laughs> TGI, it's not your birthday. And also, it they they have this like. Um, you know, this, I guess it's supposed to be a comedy beat where he orders super healthy and she just gets a cheeseburger. That's backwards. She should be eating a salad because she has a vagina. Get it? Comedy. (laughs) (laughs) It it really is, though. Like, and that never pays off, by the way. Like, it's just supposed to be a comedy beat because she has a uterus and a desire for cheese and meat. <laughs> it's just letting you know that in the future in, when they get married, she's going to put on a lot of weight. <laughs> so get ready. In the sequel, like, she... Like, yeah, she's she's hot now because she's, you know, she's in college, and but, like, it's going to get bad. Yeah. This whole movie is a prequel for My 600-Pound Life on TLC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, and I love the conversation they're having here. Like, she might as well say at one point, like, what would you say is your next most relevant bullet point on your character's biography? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just announce all of my exposition. Do you want to announce all of yours? And she's like, later in the movie, later. I'm the girl. I just want you to, That's baby, it. I just want you to let you know that I killed my dad and I'll tell it to you later, tell you about it later <laughs> when, it's, yeah. when it's most, when it's most dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, and, and and they go through all his exposition, and then he's like, "What? Enough about me? What about you?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm the lady in the movie." And they're like, "Okay, done with the scene, I guess." Nice. Let's go talk to a dog. Well, yeah, okay. And I'm so pissed about this dog not being a larger part of this film. I was like, "Oh, good dog. Yep. There will be a dog plot line." 
But really, not really. Nope. Most likable character in the movie. Best actor in the movie. <laughs> yes. I, although I've got to say, I've never seen a dog more obviously not give a fuck about the actor. <laughs> like that dog, like that dog was like, no, 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 no. This motherfucker's got treats. <laughs> like I don't care if he's sad. He's got treats. I'm going to eat these treats. And then it wanders away during the scene. Like he runs out of treats, and the dog's like, "All right, fuck off." Yeah. Yeah. I got. I got no. I got no reason to stay. Then. Bye. Smell like body butter. And also, I think it's important that we point out how useless this scene is because this is just him talking to his dog that we'll essentially never see again about the previous scene. Yep. And then it's hey, back dog, to I the gym. girl. She had a hamburger. I had chicken. Uh, it was grilled chicken. It wasn't even breaded because that's unnecessary. <laughs> dog. I wanted the dog to be like, oh, you're so boring. <laughs> hey, remember when you killed your dad? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Why do you always bring that up? <laughs> I ate one of my litter mates, so I get it. <laughs> we need to get dog and camel together to do their own flick. That's oh, a Patreon goal right there. Dog and fat camel against yeah. hellbound kangaroo. <laughs> you have to listen to all the episodes. All the episodes. All, all right. the episodes. So now we're back to the gym where Hayden is still being a shit talking bully about this wussy little dad punch deather that won't fight him. Yeah, Hayden's so mad. And like it's it's amazing how little Mason knows what's going on. Like, again, every time we see Hayden, he's committing assault. <laughs> and Mason, the guy who runs the gym and trains everybody, but doesn't talk to anybody because he has a lisp and it makes everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> um, just is like, it's just like, nope, everything's business as usual. No assaults happening here, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, I, I wanted it to escalate each scene so that the last scene, like Mason walks over and Hayden's all covered in blood and he's like, okay, go shower that off. Then do some <laughs> technical sparring. <laughs> so Mason and, and uh, Logan wander off to the locker room to talk about the big strike hard event that's coming up, you know, where perhaps he can fight Johnny and the Cobra Kai. And apparently they want him to fight Hayden, like the, the big fight promoters for the Tuscaloosa strike hard event really want to pay a lot of money for Hayden to fight Logan. They sure do. So there, this like podunk little towns, amateur MMA organization is paying five and five. So $5,000 to show up $5,000 if you win, which means they have $15,000 to spend on one fight on this card. Yeah. And there's probably, there's probably four or five different fights. So like this is this, whatever this, the amateur MMA community in this town, which we never learn where it is, has a lot of money in it. Really does. Like that's really does. That's madness. That is crazy money. And as we'll learn towards the end of the movie, there are literally dozens of fat, unattractive people who are going to come to this match. So it all balances out. I assume they're going with several thousand dollars a ticket to balance out their purse. <laughs> They'd have to, yeah. But, you know, of course, Logan doesn't want to fight, but, uh, the you know, the gym needs the money. Conflict, conflict, conflict. Um, and this is basically where Mason says, man, you need to get over the dead dad shit, you selfish bitch. And he doesn't. You have to guess. You have to just guess this guy's intended emotion based on the line. You can't. There are no other cues. I wrote in my notes. Was that a dramatic moment? You killed our dad two years ago. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of the first times we see uh, the Hayden character 
commit a felony because when they come back out of the locker room, he's fighting with somebody who is very clearly tapping out and or and has tapped out. And everyone around is saying, Hayden, he tapped out. Stop hitting him in the head. And Hayden's still hitting him in the head. Yeah. And remember, everyone in the gym is on Hayden's side. Yeah. They all abandon Logan. And Devin. But they're also watching. Yeah. And Devin, I love your note here. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Hayden commits assault. He goes to jail and the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, so, so easy. That should be that should be it. It's it's oh oh hey yeah you that guy uh, at forty people heard that guy say please stop punching him <laughs> and then you kept punching him and so that's not allowed. Oh wait, question: Can I start an MMA career and then like secretly tap out and then the next time someone punches me, like sue him? Well, you can try. We'll have to get Andrew. I, 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 encur- I encourage you to try. <laughs> <laughs> My first match against Dan the Beast. So, Severin. So, and and also, of course, we also have to learn in this scene that, like, you know, when Dad died, Mason took over the the gym, and the only way the gym stays in business is because Hayden is such a good fighty fighter. I'm not really sure how that works, but he he has all this awesome fighting. And How do gyms benefit from having a good fighter at their gym? Well, you don't get robbed. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's a big win. That's a big, that's a big win, part yeah. of it. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm moving on, because I don't really know what the answer to that question is, and I'm sure there really is one. It's time to meet the magical black character of the film. We, we get him, like, getting gas, uh, and he glances over, and there's... Uh, now, we, we all have him as homeless guy, but... It, it's really just a guy with weird hair sitting on the steps, right? No, he's no, he's a CEO. He's a CEO <laughs> of a successful this. He's a CEO of a successful tech startup, and he just. But like his nephew runs the gas station. He hangs around. <laughs> he's, he's he's just there sometimes. You know, he's, you know, it's a be, it's a beautiful spring day. He wanted to be outside, and he likes to smell of gasoline. Yeah. So well, he's hanging out. <laughs> he definitely strikes me as somebody who loves the smell of gasoline. So yeah, there is no indication really in this film that this character is homeless. That this character is hungry. Or that this character is sane on any level. But he is the only black character. So the movie, the protagonist, and let's be honest, us, all assume he's a homeless guy. (laughs) And is, in fact, all of those things. And if if you think about it, this is another one of those latte for a bottle of water moments, right? Because he feels like this guy, oh, this guy's hungry. So he goes in and he buys him gas station pizza. That is not better than hunger. Gas station pizza? Here's some uh, cardboard with some easy cheese on it. This will help you die faster. And let's be honest, it's probably what you're aiming for at this point. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm just glad. I'm glad that all the good Christians in this community want to go to Mozambique to help people. But like, they don't give a fuck about this. (laughs) They certainly don't. The one homeless guy in town. And they're just like, nah. I want Emma to hit the homeless guy later in this movie and be like, ugh, my car's all messed up. (laughs) <laughs> let's go to the lake well and i love to the the guy's reaction that we're going to keep calling him the homeless guy because that's clearly what they were aiming for um his immediate reaction to uh the pizza is well that's mighty my religion like of you isn't it son it's like what a dick i mean like what if that was just a muslim guy that bought him pizza what how insulting would that be anyway so they talk about good choices in jesus for a little while and right. uh, the old black guy tells him that what really matters is that you belong to his religion, not so much anything else. This is why you don't feed homeless people. Yeah. We're all God's children. Man with poop in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's his actual words are a, a little bit worse than that. It's if you ain't God's child, who are you? And I wanted him to be like, Logan, no, no. Like, who are you, Logan? I don't think you get it. I don't think you get it. Give me my pizza back. <laughs> and okay, so then we get this really weird, why the hell is this here scene where him and Emma are studying at the library? And basically he he says to her, he's like, you know what? I cannot focus on this scene. Can I meet you in a later one? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Well, you know, it's I like libraries and the filmmakers like libraries. <laughs> so- it's really just some <laughs> It's really just a movie, a movie that, you know, in this moment, they're just showing their appreciation for, for libraries. Yeah. yeah. They're great places. They're great places to hang out, read a book. I guess that's supposed research. to be more like, see, he's a good kid. He's hanging out at the library doing Thomas Takes the Bar Exam. Yeah, I wanted Andrew so badly to wander over because they're asking a law question. I wanted him to wander over and be like, now, C was a tempting answer. It was, it was. <laughs> but actually I get all those questions wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So now that that scene is admitted, it has nothing to add to the story. Uh, Logan has to go talk to his brother Mason about turning down the big fight or whatever. And literally the dramatic moment of this scene is that Mason says, Hey man, you should just know Hayden says you're scared to fight. So Everybody in the gym hates you now to the extent that one of at least one of them will threaten your girlfriend with rape later in the movie. That's how mad they are that you won't get in the cage and punchy punch with Hayden. One of them will let Hayden be somewhere and then threaten your girlfriend with rape. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's how committed they are to the pussitude of him not wanting to fight, I guess. And now you guys are saying that that, that doesn't make sense to you. Because <laughs> you know, like sometimes how, because you know how other people are just um, objects to do things that you want them to do. Yeah. Why is he not but they're, here but they're now? Not real. They're not as real as you are. <laughs> so I figured it was sort of like that. Like, yeah, when, when the people who aren't as real as I am don't do the things that I want them to, I, uh, I get very angry. And I tr- try to murder their girlfriends. Well, if normally we have Heath here to answer questions like this to relate to you more on that topic, but uh, that's all right. I'll I'll, I'll call him later. Okay. <laughs> There's also this incredible moment. So, like when Mason says it, it's a huge deal. What what the movie wants you to think is like he could take it from them, but he couldn't take it from Mason. So he wanders out into the gym and is like, "Everybody off the mats! Everybody, come fight me right now!" <laughs> I hate fighting, but I'm going to fight all of you right now. I swore I'd never fight again, but hey, there's my brother. I'm going to go kick his ass. Right? Yeah, right. So he fights his brother. He fights his, his brother. And by the way, like, they just do it on the floor with no punching. I feel like there's a ref and you don't wear khakis. Like, I'm not an MMA expert. And also, uh, by the way, Mason, the, the actor playing Mason, probably outweighs this guy by about 75 pounds. Yeah. So the like were, a purely oh, yeah. wrestling fight, there is no fucking chance for Logan here. No. Yeah, he's going to get crushed. Although we do find out later on that he fights at 175, I think. I think he's like a welterweight or something. Yeah, he's a middleweight. And he's just, he's, oh, he's a middleweight. They fight at 180. That's right. Yeah. And like, absolutely not. You can look, if you look at, if you Google search any professional middleweight fighter, they look five times the size of 
of everybody in this movie. Yes. Right. Absolutely. There, there is no question. The, the least realistic thing about this film is the actor playing Mason trying to pretend he's being wrestled to the ground by like a broomstick with arms. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you got me. I'm all wrestled to the ground now and couldn't just slowly peel your arms away like a tiny, tiny baby bird <laughs> and then devour you. Well, and I will say that this is one of those moments where the all offense, no defense thing really comes out because there actually is yes. some really interesting grappling going on. But it's only in the sense that, like, if you were showing someone how to get out of each of these moves, this is what you would show them. Right. Right. It's, it's I'm going to. Yeah, it's, I'm going to attack your arm. Uh, only only defend enough so that your arm doesn't get broken. And then, okay, now I'm you now you get to flip me over. Mm -hmm. Oh oh no, I got flipped over. (laughs) And now you're breaking now you're choking me to death. All right, yeah, sure. And now I'm gonna flip over again. Oh look at us. Yeah, they're taking turns choking each other like it's my anniversary. And Mason taps out because Logan clearly is the better fighter. Um, but he doesn't even stop. He's now committing assault. Trying to murder another person with his fighting skills because you know how he is. Yeah, if Emma didn't walk in and be like, Logan, what are you doing? He would have murdered a second member of his family. The no fighting rule is a great idea for him. (laughs) Also, Emma has a membership at the gym. Emma's working out at the gym now. Because later on in the movie, she has a line where she's like, I don't understand this whole fighting thing. Then why why the fuck are you paying 150 bucks a month to come to the gym? Everyone took all her posters. Because of the great philanthropy community of that gym, she needed right. to drop off more posters. I guess that was the key. So he runs outside to shirtlessly step brood after the fight, and Emma goes out to, like, comfort him. So that we get through this painful, you know, like, he should understand moment. And then we have this even more painful moment where Hayden drives up to kick sand in his face and knock over his sandcastle or whatever and offer to fuck his girlfriend for him. Yeah, man, I feel like there he Hayden, who is definitely a bad guy, really goes from zero to 100. He's like, hey, man, you're supposed to fight me. I want that money. He's like, ah, no, I'm not going to fight you. And he's like, I'll rape your girlfriend. He's like, whoa, that's what Snack Talk is. Should I have threatened to rape James Lindsay's girlfriend? I just I feel like I did it wrong because I tweeted at him and then we had a nice conversation. But yeah, there was. Well, yeah, again, we usually have Heath here to answer those questions, but uh Fortunately, the one week he takes off. So now he drives her somewhere or something, I guess, to home, I guess. And she gives him a little shit for not having a job and then promises that she knows how to make him feel better if he comes inside. And it's not a blowjob. Yeah, gentlemen. When- no, yeah, that was that's that's a real tough that she was really misleading there. Oh, that was yeah. a v- very, very upsetting, very way more upsetting than dead dad. Because first of all, I had already <laughs> masturbated to the brother on brother wrestling scene. So I got sure. some Gatorade. I lubed up and then she replenished those electrolytes. Yeah, exactly. And she <laughs> she tells him to take a and she's like, OK, I'll go get ready in the other room. And he's like, what are you going to get ready? And she's like, ah, and I've seen that porn. It's like, come on, dude, go take a peek. She's going to be like playing DJ Diddlesworth. And then you're like, oh, you want me to? but no, she brings him cookies. Yes. First of all, she she made those cookies real fast. <laughs> and Just secondly, like, she did didn't she, did put she, one in her she, badge and say, here, have a cookie either. Yeah. <sighs> did she just press dough into discs and then walk back into the room? 
Either that or she just like constantly has cookies baking in the oven. <laughs> all the time there are fresh cookies in her house, which like is pretty fucking sweet. No, that actually is. I mean, you know, it's no blowjob, but it's pretty good. So, yeah, and there's also like this, because now they have to establish the fact that she's super, super Christian, which I guess they didn't do enough with the posters or whatever. So he says, what's in that room over there? Which is really odd unless it's the bedroom and it's not. She's like, oh, this is my Jesus room where I write all my Jesus stuff and put maps of all my Jesus stuff. This is my, you are never going to get fucked room. Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, I've never been in someone's house and just been like, what's in that room there? Right? (laughs) That's a fucking weird question to ask. Like, either it's, you know, there's only so many rooms it could be. Like, you know, it's not the kitchen. (laughs) You're you're, You're in the living room. Bedroom on the first floor? Could be. It's an apartment? Maybe it's maybe it's the bathroom. I've never been that curious. <laughs> also, like she's doing pretty well for herself as a college student if she can afford an apartment that has an extra room just for Jesus. Yeah, right. Like, where's your roommate? Come on, hey, give me a girl. fucking break. Get your shit together in Africa. So, so apparently, yeah. So now they have some they th- this very. This very watching porn with Eli moment where they just sit down to watch video of starving African kids. Yeah, pretty much exactly watching porn with Eli moment. If they both had tissue boxes, it would be identical. (laughs) He also asks her why Africa. And I wanted her so bad to be like, look at me. Hey, look at me, Logan. Big, black, uncut (laughs) cocks. And then they're just like watching Netflix. Like, you seem quiet. Yeah, um. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, nothing no big deal so when are so uh, when are you going now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so he puts his arm around her and they fall asleep together to starving african children you know um, like yeah. you do <laughs> well like you do yeah exactly um, starving african children bore me to sleep <laughs> like get over it Ooh. get over it i get your belly's all swollen because you don't eat. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> you want some rice? So, yeah, I killed my dad. <laughs> killed my dad and I got away with it. I can kill you. <laughs> Look how easy that kid's heart would be to punch. I can fucking see it through his chest. Oh, like a big fucking target right there. Come on, Ubuntu. So we get, and of course, while he's asleep to the starving African kids, we get uh, another black and white dad, please don't die on me flashback, you know, just in case we forgot that he punched his dad to death at the beginning of this movie. Um, And then she invites him to the next scene, uh, which will be uh, hanging out with her missionary friends. Oh, boy, they aren't they a fun bunch, huh? Oh, Oh my God. It's interesting that they're all Southern. No one else in this movie is Southern. (laughs) But all of these people are very Southern. Well, they have weird tubing and boats, huh? Some lake fun. Also, uh just a tiny note, not even really worth mentioning, but when they're traveling there, are they traveling in an open-topped bus or a wagon? Or a tram? And they never tell you. It's a a Godmobile. (laughs) Oh, is that it? (laughs) It's a Jesus Jesus car. (laughs) It's the Popemobile. Yeah, they, it's it's the weirdest, like, they're facing backwards and all you see is a bar behind them as though they were on a Ferris wheel going down a forest track and they never pan out enough to let you know what it is and then you just see them and they're there. 
Yeah, movie, that's yeah. called an establishing shot so that we don't just wonder what vehicle you traveled to the lake in. Also, this is such a bizarre fucking contrast, right? So we get them hanging out, having lunch with the friends or whatever, and they're all talking about how great it is to be selfless and to go to Africa and to give up all the pleasures of life. And then that's followed... Sex is for losers. Yeah, well, right, right. <laughs> But then that's followed immediately by the most self-absorbed water sports and jet skis montage of wealthy, white, privileged people that you can possibly imagine. We have and Jesus loves water sports. We we have fully 11 minutes of these teenagers just doing all the fun things you can do when you're rich and white at a lake. Yeah, there's there's tubing, there's jet skis. I wrote in my notes. Great. All we need is a zip lining montage in a Christian movie and I get to kill myself. Right. No, you promised. <laughs> <laughs> also, music note, Uncle for Crackers. Oh, nice, nice. And also, by the way, like this this lead actress, I don't want to harp on this, but she is wearing the least sexy, like, old lady swimming suit that you can imagine that wouldn't have a skirt attached to it. Like, they went out of their way to very much not sexy this girl up, which is weird because they went to so many, or so much effort to give us all sexified Logan. Uh, there's also, it's again, just a tiny thing. He jumps off the dock backwards and turns towards her. And the, the film chooses to show this in slow motion. And I wanted him so badly to raise a gun to his head and shoot himself as he's jumping on. Just like, gotcha. <laughs> something tells me I'm into something. He just lands plop, on that mat thing they've been playing on. Everyone starts screaming. Movie takes a super dark Yeah, what the hell turn. was that Matt thing, by the way? You want that one, was, right? Did you feel the that same way? That was magic. I didn't understand how that worked at all. Did I was like, oh, they're standing on it, but it's also like going into the water. What's happening? It's I rich white people that stuff. That's, that's what Jesus used to trick everybody into thinking he <laughs> oh, walked on water. Oh, shit. I didn't even put that together. That this was the walking on water scene. So, oh, yeah. They were walking all over that water. Yeah. So they have a fun day together. They even kiss like fourth graders in a play. Yeah, they they kiss like they read about kissing, but the book didn't have any pictures. <laughs> yeah, right. right. They sort of knew the lips. They knew the lips were involved. <laughs> so they're driving home, and they have this like he has this weird like I don't know if I can love Jesus enough for you moment where she like offers <laughs> offers up Pascal's key ring and <laughs> she does she does he he asks her uh, he asks her like how she can because. He doesn't ask, like, why she does it for Jesus. Logan's journey seems to be how it's possible to care about other human beings. Yes. Right. She's like, well, you know, I don't understand why you would do something charitable. It's like, well, you bought the guy the pizza. I mean, I don't consider that charity because I I know how bad that pizza is, but the movie clearly does. Right. She also don't you remember when you knocked over that guy's latte? <laughs> yeah. That's what Jesus would have given him a bottle of water too. Yeah, he might have changed it into wine, but still, same, same seas, same seas. She even asked at one the, at one point, "Why are you so angry at God?" And I want him to go, "Dead parent, duh." Already told you about that. Have you never watched a Christian because movie? I, I, I punched the heart out of my dad, <laughs> and, and I'm a little bit fucked up about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, some people have a god-sized hole in their heart. My dad has a fist-sized hole in his heart, and that's <laughs> has the same reaction ultimately. Yeah, but her response is basically, God didn't punch your dad to death, Logan. You did. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks. You're right. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> so at the end of the scene, he agrees to go to Africa with her and be a missionary. Yeah. And he's like, That's I'm still not commitment. sure about that stuff. And she's like, what stuff? And he's like, black people. 
No, uh, other other uh, the uh, do, diseases. Do they have sit-ups in Africa? Because that appears to be what I do. <laughs> so now we got to we got to check back in with the magical black man about uh, about oh, this situation. God, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like they go so much further with the these two characters are having different conversations in this one because the one guy is like. The, the, the homeless guy at this point is just talking about gummy bears through this whole conversation, but not like as an analogy for anything. Nope. He He's just likes gummy them. bears. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I like the mixed gummy bears. I wrote this movie's getting political. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also what a cheap bastard. He can't even buy the homeless guy his own bag of miscegenated gummy bears. They have to share one. There's also this great moment where he, where he goes, uh, you don't know the pain I've caused. And I want him to go, you don't know the pain this homeless guy has caused. You think about that? Huh? Maybe he you killed ever, his... You ever, heard, you ever hear of the uh, Green River Killer? <laughs> it's this guy. There you go. <laughs> and also, I think this is kind of in, in, important to reflect on, right? Like, according to this movie, he's going to a homeless guy for wisdom about Christianity, right? So going to a homeless guy or going to a professional, you get the same advice. Isn't that kind of an admission of the stupidity of your worldview? That's why I have a homeless guy do all my surgery. I well, am ill. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time to have a being a good person montage, I guess. Uh, right. That's the best. Yeah. Uh, they have a black lady with one leg. She gets some groceries. And then mm -hmm. an old lady who appears to be wrapped in a kindergarten parachute. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're wheeling her around on a wheelchair, taking her to the doctor. Say you see more black people in this montage than you do for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, we need to help people. Africa, black people. Let's go help black people. No, very few white people need help in this movie. There's also this great little moment at the end of it where they're all sitting around telling Bible stories to kids, or she is, and he's in right. the audience. And this one kid, like, puts his arm around Logan, like, hmm, okay. Oh, my God, that's fucking, yeah. <laughs> and it really had this feeling of the kid looking around going, like, okay, I'm in a church, I'm a kid, I know I'm getting fucked, I call this guy. Right. <laughs> At least I want some washboard abs to look up into. Right? I think they probably get it from behind, so you probably can't see Well, that's No, that's true, but. You can imagine, the, you can picture the abs. <laughs> I did. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, so now he, he, you know, so they, they've had this whole Jesus-y day and he's walking out and he realizes that, you know, maybe she's right about God mattering. But just then he notices that his Jeep has been kind of vandalized, but not they weren't really very serious about it. They spray painted the word fight onto the side <laughs> of his car. The word. And honestly, like. Pretty well. Like, it looks pretty good. Like, it's kind of a cooler Jeep. <laughs> it looks, first of all, you can't ruin a Jeep. It's impossible to ruin a Jeep, right? Hey. It's a Jeep. It can only be ruined or ruinder. Jeeps are awesome. But yeah, okay, fine. All right. Sales of cars. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you don't know. You have no taste. Anyway, yeah, but, and, but his reaction Send to this. Me pictures is just of your hot Jeeps. <laughs> So, yeah, my pictures are not, not going to be anywhere near as good as yours. But his reaction to this when he sees this is to just, like, stand there, jaw agape, and say, it's too far. It's too far. It's like, dude, this guy's going to threaten to rape your girlfriend again. Right. Like, it, I, feel like, I feel like you're not prioritizing correctly here. Right. And his response to this is to bring his girlfriend into the car to the fight. He's like, oh, I'm going to go yeah, fuck no. that dude up. Get in the car. Yeah. 
Yeah, fucking say, drive her home first. <laughs> right? Or like, no. or like, or like, you know, g- g- get some sleep and see how you feel about it in the morning. Like, let's not. Let's let's you know. Let's come on, come on now. And like, for somebody who refuses to fight, boy, does Logan want to fight all the time. <laughs> no shit. No. Well, wait. They're in the car, and she's like, "Logan, don't do this. Logan, don't do this." And his response is, "It's not your car." To which she replies, "You know what? That's a really good point. It's not yeah, my wait, car." What? <laughs> I guess oh, you can punch not? a Nazi if it's your car. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and he's like, so he gets and she's telling him, you know, don't fight. And he's going like, if he wants it this bad, he's got it. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, I mean, you can get your car repainted for a lot less than five grand. So this makes perfect sense. But at any rate, he gets to the to the gym. And, you know, of course, Hayden has to remind you who the bad guy is. So he's like, I don't care about you, your girlfriend, your dead dad or your God. I just want to fight. And Logan's like, no, you drove him. You drove there to tell him that. Yeah, that he was drove the- down to be like, hey, man, just so you know, this couldn't wait. I'm not going to fight you. Despite the spray painting of the Jeep. Yeah. Hey, 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 Hayden, I don't know if you were trying to, if you thought it'd be, if you thought I wanted it fight on my car. If, if you thought that was the thing that I wanted, <laughs> but I, didn't, I didn't want it. <laughs> I wanted it. A- and just like next time, next time you're going to try to make modifications to my car, if you could just run it by me. <laughs> Hey, I want a cut scene where Hayden just sadly puts a stencil in his locker. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> hey, man, you still want to send him those, some of those flowers from bloomblatt.com using the code bloomblatt forward slash atheist? No, you know what? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Ignore it. So and and also like now the girlfriend is like Emma is so excited and she's like, oh, you did the right thing. You were a better man. And then he gets a kiss on the cheek over it. That's yep. it. Ugh. I'd go back and fight Hayden if I was him. Like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck it. I'll get more from that from Hayden. Just like if he tries to choke me, I feel like that's more intimate. <laughs> also, I feel like I should apologize at this point. Devin, when I invited you on the show, I probably shouldn't have spray painted podcasts on your car. So let's just get that out there. My apologies. I'm so mad. I'm going to tell you that I wish you hadn't done that. <laughs> But now, in person. That's the level of angry that I am. I'm going to come to your apartment and be like, hey, I kind of wish you hadn't done that. But could you take your daughter out of school and make sure she's in the car with you when you do it? (laughs) I I don't go anywhere without without at least one woman (laughs) being dragged along. And also, this is a great, amazing moment where they have their, the, the two of them go out to have coffee together and they have the like worst thing you've ever done conversation. And I bet he always wins that conversation. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I punched my dad's heart out. <laughs> well, she goes, I drank a lot. And, and partied. And partied. And I wrote, he punched his dad to death. And then I highlighted it and wrote in my notes, these are my favorite things I've ever written in order. <laughs> she drank a lot and partied. He punched his dad to death. No, she's basically a she's basically confessing that she used to be an interesting person. <laughs> yes. It's a common problem in Christianity, I do believe. Yeah. And of course, he wants her to ask him to go to church, you know, like nobody ever, ever, ever has ever ever wanted. Yeah. So with the church invite in this scene, we know that can only mean sermon in the next one. And I don't know about you guys, but before we suffer through that, I'm going to need a break. So let me give act three the hard sell here. Will Logan find room in his life for Jesus? Can Hayden rape threaten Emma into Logan fighting him? 
Will the within in this title turn out to have nothing to do with anal penetration at all? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the punchy, kicky, grabby conclusion of The Fight Within. Hey, Dave, uh, before Mike gets here, I just want to give you a quick heads up. Okay, cool. Uh, About what? It's his voice. Hey there, fellas. Hey, Mike. Mike. Hey, guys. Super happy to start making this movie with you. Uh Uh-huh. Dude, what are you doing? (coughs) What's the problem? Something the matter? Um, Dave here just forgot you don't have your costume on yet. No, it wasn't his costume I was worried about. It's the fact that he's got a great attitude because Mike wants to act. Uh, but And all he does in his free time is practice punching people. Yes, sir. Acting and punching, that's all I ever think about. I see. Yeah, no, costume. I was worried about the... Uh... Oh, Dave, you're so silly. I'll go get my costume on right now. Super silly. Okay, right. Just, uh, yeah, it's just down the hall. Dude, seriously? Listen, there aren't a lot of well-spoken guys who punch people in the face for a living, Dave. Yeah, super well-spoken, this one. Hey, old man, mind if I join you? I can see the Chinese sneaking in my window, but I stop them with laser microwave technology. I don't know, just lately I've been thinking about God, you know? How can he have a plan for me? They sent messages into my brain with television, but I heard it backwards and the hypnosis doesn't work And if you eat tinfoil. Sure, easy for you to say. But how can you believe? I only pretend to take my pills, keep robots out my blood. You're right. I know you're right. I just need to trust him. And I know I can do it. You're a bad listener. (laughs) Maybe it is, old man. Maybe it is. Gummy bears. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, sure. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, he was getting invited to church. So we're going to rejoin him waking up on Sunday morning to go to church. The church starts too early. Am I right, guys? You are. (laughs) Way too fucking early. And when we go to this church, we find out that this is where this movie was keeping all of its ugly people. Because look, (laughs) this movie has a lot of problems. But Hayden, Mason... Even Logan, all pretty good-looking people, but man, did they pull out all the ugly stops for this church scene? Yeah, where oh. were all the like? Where were all the normal extras? Like, was there something <laughs> else? Was something else really big filming, and all the good extras were like, no, 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 I'm definitely working on that project. It pays way more. I I think they filmed this in Alabama, folks. So. Uh, I see. I think they had normal extras, but there was a meltdown at the plant. <laughs> <laughs> There was a horrible fire on the bus that had all the extras on it. <laughs> and also, by the way, they're, they're, these are terrible extras. They're not just ugly. They're also like all staring at the main characters. Oh, yes. They look like they could be in a movie, huh? <laughs> uh, it's fina- Including one incredibly bored, miserable looking little boy in the front row who is staring directly <laughs> into camera, blinking twice, asking for help. He might as well <laughs> cross his fingers and shake Hillary Clinton's hand. so we get our sermon and i just want to say this preacher has a huge bible like like he has had complaints yeah that bible is weird and too thick is he preaching out of stephen king's the stand it's it's the director's cut of the bible (laughs) in the book of trash can man yeah. Um, it, it also, it, so we get more talk about who are you really? We get more talk about moral relativism. And this 
sentence actually appears in his sermon. I had to write this down. This is amazing. It was for freedom that Jesus came to set us free. Oh, that was, it was nice for the that. freedom of of being. When he free. said, "Who are you?" I wanted him to unzip his face and be the homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I killed him. I wear other people's faces. <laughs> Another great line from his uh, sermon is psychology tells us we are the sum of our decisions. What a load of that fucking one, crack psych- that is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> psychology tells us that, huh? Yeah. Well, and, and dude, like the, these extras were all clearly told to look interested, you know, it, it looked like you're really enjoying the sermon, look like you're interested, but they all have this what is on his lip look on their face, like that kind of interested like morbid curiosity, and they don't know the difference. Um, And then it gets too boring, so we drop into a musical montage of this sermon. Yeah, yeah, montages, I know what you're thinking, montages usually reserved for, like, fun action sequences, like tubing or training to fight. (laughs) Not this movie. We we also have just people talking. Just a montage (laughs) of people just having conversation, talking about God. Yeah, it, yeah. The the montage includes several like Logan leaning leaning forward, like he's interested, or he's sitting backwards on a rocking chair, kind of a thing. Like that's the montage going from that, from him looking interested, from him her looking happy that he's interested, to the preacher talking with music going on. Yeah, the movie version of yada yada yada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, blah blah blah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All right, let's get to the end here. And, and it jumps right back into the sermon. And what's amazing is the music from the montage is still going on, but the preacher very obviously has a guy behind him just like backing him up on guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a real... It's real very call. strange. We watch him do the altar call. And, and I love, too, that like when we cut back into the sermon, like the sentence we cut back into is basically like, so considering all of those things I just said, you'd have to be an idiot not to believe in Jesus. I sure did prove my point. I sure did nail it. Yeah. And then it's time for the big altar call. And basically, they've made two terrible choices at this altar call. The first is they take their super attractive actor and they have him do his altar car next to a giant, super duper crazy fat guy. Yes. But then his altar call, like he says something, and then him and the preacher just hug for a really long time. A really long time. The, pre- the preacher is like, a- oh, you don't know about my horrible sexual past. Like everybody else here does. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> well, it was like it was so long that you're like, are we watching the hug in slow motion or are they just really like I feel like the preacher at this point is going like, OK, man, like we're not going to. You feel like it seems like you're trying to throw me to the ground here. I don't think you get how this <laughs> he doesn't works. know how to hug. He just keeps trying to hip throw him. Stop. Stop. Logan. <laughs> Go da- tap out. Tap out. I killed my dad. <laughs> So now he's all Christianized and he wants to go Jesus all over the place. So he's asking Emma, like, wow, you know, I'm so serious about this. Um, and, and, and she's like, oh, that's great. You're going to be super fucking annoying forever now. And he's like, yeah, I am. How do we go annoy people with this? So she gives him a Bible that looks like it came straight from Saruman's porn stash. <laughs> it's huge. Again, also, it's a family heirloom. She's like, this was my father's Bible and it was passed to him by his father. And I'm like, hey, don't maybe don't give out family hey, here's, heirlooms. Here's, in return, here's my father's heart. I ripped it out of his chest. 
<laughs> Logan's a bit of a topper. <laughs> so now and then we and then we just kind of like randomly cut to them leaving a movie uh, where he bitches about how fake the love scenes are. I'm like subtle movie, subtle. It's like all the movies fuck up love scenes, right? When they kiss and it looks like they don't know how to do it. It's like that in all yeah, movies. Yeah, love scenes in movies are so fake. It would be way better if they clumsily began all of their conversations with what? It's just ballsy to make fun of movies in your shitty movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, hey, you're moving in on our turf, assholes. Yeah, exactly. For this, there's professionals. So and, and what's amazing, too, is there's a moment here where, you know, he's talking about how silly it is that in these mov movies, they all fall in love and immediately all the problems are solved. And then so she jumps into what is supposed to be her uh, character doing like a bad acting version of having fallen in love with him. But she's not a good enough actress that like when she does bad acting, there's a difference between that and when she just does acting. So you can't yeah. tell except by his response. Yeah, it's very. Oh, yeah, strange. I had no idea that she was pretending to be a bad actor until like 45 seconds after the scene. Ended. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I, you know what? When my brain could finally process all that information. It's like reading the different moves in a chess match. You're like, Oh, I see what was going on. Yeah. There. <laughs> Eventually. So on the way home, she wants him to explain why he fights because you know, you got to fill this script with something. And they, they remember she has a membership at the yep. gym. <laughs> so like she doesn't get fighting, but she trains at the gym. She does. Or maybe she just talks She's her just way there every for time. the posters. Yeah, exactly. I wanted him so badly for when she was like, why does someone get an occasion fight? I wanted him so badly to be like, Oh, cause high school is hard and medication's expensive. <laughs> and, and he, she goes, uh, why did you, why did you stop? And he goes, oh, and he doesn't say, because I killed my dad. He goes, oh, you know, my dad pushed me. And then the the one time I pushed back, he has a heart attack and died. No, 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 no. You uh, punched him in the chest. At the and he time had a heart attack. that he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And you knew and you knew he just had a pacemaker. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying Logan very much softballs this story. Like, oh, you know, we were shouting yeah. and he had a heart. No, 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 no. <laughs> you struck your father's heart and it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to, you know, he gets to like her place to drop her off. And he's like, uh. You know, you want to bet they don't have sex. Yeah. A hundred bucks. They don't have sex. <laughs> well done. Exactly. He's like, oh, I'm too Christian for that now. Huh? I'm not getting my dick wet for a long time. She's like, nope. He's like, Do you want me to walk you into your house, which we can see from here? He's like, no, we're not fucking. And he's like, okay, fine. I thought I could at least fine. Okay. ask. Well, you're going to get a rape threat. So you're going to feel pretty silly that I'm not there to do the kicky punch grabby stuff. <laughs> God, I love Kiki Punch Grabby. <laughs> so she goes in through Earth's squeakiest door. And one of Hayden's goons, you know how people have goons in real life? Now, is yes. this one of Hayden's? I thought this was Hayden. Well, the cops later say that he's got an alibi. So either it's not Hayden or like all the people at the gym are willing to lie for him about the rape threat. I mean, these cops didn't seem like they really investigated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not, was, not at all. Oh, we will get to it. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so let's just say it was Hayden. And he's like, you know, I'm going to rape the fuck out of you if your boyfriend doesn't fight me. And she's like, this is weird. I mean, I'm worried and concerned, but this is just a weird way to go about goading him. Yeah. Right. Is... Step one, step one was 
be mean to him at the gym. Step two was spray paint fight on his car. Step three was break into girlfriend's house and threaten to like murder rape her. And how yeah, like that, that's just there's a big jump. There's he skipped like five steps. <laughs> Again, if only Heath were here. Um, so yeah, and also I'm curious how long he just had to sit at that house. It's like fuck, I've been in this just, Jesus room for an hour and a half playing Candy Crush. Sitting I in her living out, room. I think it turns out that uh, Hayden is Emma's roommate. <laughs> oh hey and i'm so glad you're back you'll never guess what happened yeah <laughs> a man um, in a mask where can i put my ski mask <laughs> weird unrelated question so and i gotta give the movie credit because in a christian movie you just can't tell on stuff like this she does call the cops but the cops mm-hmm. have a bit of a lackadaisical attitude and honestly they were like you know, your attacker was white, so even if he raped you behind a dumpster, really, there's nothing we're not going to do. Yeah, anything, it's not really. So. And he's, a, he's an athlete. He's a promising up-and-coming athlete. Well, <laughs> we couldn't possibly do anything about it. Exactly. Those what, are, are we going to go through all that so that you can get 60 days in jail? Come on. <laughs> Take one for the team, Emma. That'd be gross. <laughs> yeah, so, and of course, this is where we learn that Hayden had an alibi, which means either the casting is weird or they... All lied for one way or the other. It's pretty stupid. Um, but now he's going to fight him once and for all. Logan's going to fight Hayden, but Hayden will only do it in the ring. Which, I mean, makes sense. I guess that was yeah, sure. always the plan. I don't know why. Yeah, because uh, otherwise it's assault. Yeah. Well, it's- <laughs> otherwise it's just violence. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 in the ring. And he was like, oh, you wanted to fight me in the ring? I thought you wanted to fisticuffs he's like no no i would i would like five thousand dollars and then another five thousand to win yeah oh oh you oh you, I gotta, oh, you you're doing this fighting thing as a sport i understand <laughs> this, i get it makes so much more sense now yeah and of course this is also where we have to learn that mason was wrong to trust an evil person whose name rhymes with satan because now that hayden's got the fight that he wanted he's gonna leave the gym and leave mason high and dry without his best fighter also, right, makes complete logical sense. You can't have two fighters training to fight each other in the same gym. With the, the same, same trainer, yeah, that seems odd. Right. Yeah, you'd have to... Get him! Don't the get him! Don't, the Yankees don't hang out at, at, at the Red Sox pitching practice. <laughs> so just like, all right, well, well, we'll go next, guys. Don't worry about it. Take your time. Yeah, now he's got a week left, and he doesn't know that you know that. Fuck. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I also, yeah. They set up. They set up the whole like he doesn't know how to block. He doesn't know how to keep his his left hand up when he punches, mm-hmm. which basically means he doesn't know how to punch. Right. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't. He doesn't know boxing. Well, and we didn't. <laughs> the that's, left that's side his of his Achilles body. Heel. The Achilles heel of his fighting is that he doesn't know how to fight. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mention it at the time either. But like when when he had the flashback, because at the very beginning of the movie, they starts off with him as a little kid, like nine years old. And his dad saying, "Keep your right hand up. Keep your right hand up." And then it cuts to him at like twenty three, and his dad's going, "Keep your right hand up." Like you had a lot of time to work on this, you fucking idiot. Yeah. No wonder your dad was pushing you because you, you needed to. you couldn't fucking get anything right. Also, I don't know, man. Worthless. It's been eighteen years. I feel like you should be better at this by now. <laughs> and also, I have to mention this. This was so amazing. This was one of Mason's best moments of of how did they describe his acting? Emotionally charged. As yeah, no, he yeah. That's how that's how he describes himself. himself. Yeah, IMDb. exactly. So as uh, as Hayden is walking out, he goes, "But I am the one who made you a fighter." I'm like, man, somebody needs to sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat with that motherfucker. <laughs> this is not yes, working. Yes, they do. 
So then that night, Logan makes a smoothie. Why are we watching this? (laughs) (laughs) He makes a smoothie and reads the Bible. I did really just want this scene to just him being like, oh, fuck, I... I need some water, but then it's going to be all watery. I gotta, I gotta get a Vitamix. I gotta just go See, and yeah. get. I thought he was going to be ma- making the smoothie, reading the Bible. Then he drops the Bible into the blender, <laughs> drinks it, and becomes filled with the power of God. That's his. That's his superhero origin story. He accidentally blends a Bible into his protein shake. Let me do you one better. He's making a smoothie and Hayden comes up behind him and he's like, hey, you better still fight me this week. <laughs> I'm gonna, Hayden. God, get out of here. Oh, yeah, Hayden, oh, I, agree. I, I signed contracts and stuff. Like, I know how it works. <laughs> also, so he's going through the Bible looking for wrestling advice, apparently. And I don't know yeah, if you've read sure. the Bible, but there's some wrestling advice in there. My notes from this point on are all about the possibility that this movie could literally end with Emma touching a baby's foreskin to his dick during the fight and giving him the power of God. I would love uh, this movie forever. It doesn't happen, but yeah. yeah. Crazy billionaire money, people. You can make it happen. Patreon.com forward slash God. All of these actors are available, and one of them is apparently an atheist who we want to win in the good graces yeah, of. So, yeah, come on. Exactly. We've, we've, we've failed. We've made fun of him for like an hour and a half now. <laughs> well, I meant Muslim Gimli in a good way, though, like because Muslims are so studious and Gimli was pretty badass, right? Lisps are a sign of virility. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he, he comes to uh, Mason to talk about training him for the upcoming fight or whatever. Um, and he's like, you know, do you think I stand a chance? And he's like, no, no, why not? You beat him once already. <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting my money on the guy who the last time they fought won. Just <laughs> all other things being equal. But no, apparently Hayden is the fightiest fighter in all of fighting. And he just won't stand a chance unless there's some kind of miracle. Uh, I get it. He also goes, oh, no, man, I'll help you. I want you to kill him. And Logan goes, no, I won't kill him. And I'm like, good. This is, that would be, then you would be tied for the amount of people you have fought <laughs> slash almost killed in this movie. <laughs> so you're going to show more restraint than you showed with Mason earlier in the movie. Good to know. Good to right. know. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of like that. You know, he's like, I've got to end it once and for all kind of talk. Like they definitely are talking about murdering this character. It would seem. Well, also. Hayden Hayden does seem like the guy that if you beat him in a fair fight, much like this character has already beaten him in a fair fight, he'll sort of let everything go and be cool with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, clearly. You're all, all right, you LaRusso. Him, all the problems are going to stop. Hayden's going to really grow up and be like, you know what? Tell me more about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to learn to do your bangs like this? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for an exercise montage in case Eli was all lubed up or anything. And this montage is a combination of things that were arousing and things that I was like, is that real? Because it's like, okay, floor hugging, dragging some shit, sit-ups, but then it's also like Mason poking him with sticks. Now, I don't know, again, I don't train to fight people, uh, but is poking, is stick poking Oh yeah, no, being it's, a better fighter? It's big. Stick poking is big. As is pulling Mason in a little red wagon. That is also a common uh, training uh, uh, regiment. 
Yeah, sometimes you sometimes you hitch your dog to the wagon, and then your dog pulls <laughs> you through town, and you go get ice cream cones. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now, and, and during this entire training montage, I'm just thinking to myself, this is a movie for gay Christian men who haven't admitted it to themselves enough to just watch gay porn. I, I don't know what other function this serves. Oh, and he could pull me in a little wagon. That would be so nice. <laughs> uh, and then we'd wrestle each other to the floor. Um, but at the end of this, they've got to have a, um, hey, man, I think this is the perfect time for this, a week before I do the big fight. Did I kill our dad? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good, that's a good combo. <laughs> yeah, well, we got to clear that up. Yeah. And Devin, I love what you, you have here. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, hey, brother, did I kill dad? No, you didn't kill dad because uh, that's not how hearts work. <laughs> <laughs> like, because if you punch, if you punch somebody and their heart explodes, that that's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you punched him in the heart. And then it attacked him to death. But that's really, that's just poor timing that's on your part. Unrelated. Yeah. And and then he's jogging. He's jogging. And I, again, I wanted Hayden to pop out and be like, we're still on for the fight. And he's like, Hayden, honestly, like I have a timer on my, I have a reminder on my phone and everything. I need you to let this go. Okay, <laughs> just checking. All right. And of course, while he's out jogging, he runs into the magical black guy. Again, uh, he's got a, he he wants he needs his own movie. <laughs> the sequel is just all about that guy. He goes, "How you doing, old man?" And he's like, "Blessed." How about you? And I, first of all, I wrote, "Aren't you homeless?" Like, isn't that what the movie? You, Again, he's like- not. He's not. He just sold his company to Microsoft. He may he, he's he's worth hundreds of thousands, of, hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> Well, and there's a really good indication of it, too, here. Now, this is how stupidly written this movie is, right? Because he says, like, huh, we're in the park. This is a long way from the gas station. How would you get here, homeless guy? And what the movie wants you to think is, oh, maybe he's actually an angel, a messenger of the Lord. That's what they're going for. But the other explanation is maybe he's not homeless. And he just happened to be at the gas station twice, kind of hanging out on a sunny day now that he's retired. And now he's at the park. He could have just drove to the park points well, like, to his super sweet jeep in the parking lot yeah i bought that for myself yeah like he he just walked because like he doesn't have anything else to do because he's a homeless guy <laughs> also that man that you would have to walk for hours and hours yep that's yeah, well, pretty much i don't i don't have a job or a family <laughs> life, so. yeah this is due west he's actually here to drown kitchen. myself and now you're interrupting <laughs> And I love, too, the insensitivity of this fucking movie, right? Because he's like, you know, the, the the black guy's like, how you doing, pizza friend? And he's like, well, I'm dating a beautiful girl. I've got a great relationship with my brother. I'm about to make a lot of money. And I'm just like, you're talking to a homeless guy. Quit bragging, you asshole. It's so wonderful. Just like, yeah, that sounds nice. The part where you can afford shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Also, he rhymes in this scene because he's trying to talk about, you know, oh, God's always had fighters, blah, blah, blah. And he says, quote, God don't care if you fight, if you're black at white. And I wanted him to keep going. Like, if you sleep at night, please get me some help. <laughs> yeah, he was went into a little Dr. Seuss here. But yeah, that's the gist of this conversation, right? Is he has to ask magical black man does God mind if I kick people's asses for money? And he's like, for money? Shit, you're allowed to like rape their kids and shit in the Bible. Haven't you read that? I gotta say, this this touches on what is, 
Oh, yeah, I'm a big MMA fan. This touches on one of my biggest pet peeves in MMA where, you know, a guy has just beaten the shit out of another man for money. And then they do the interview in the octagon, right? Blood still running down his <laughs> face. And he goes, I want to thank Jesus without whom this wouldn't be possible. It's like, no, 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 no. If Jesus is real, he doesn't like this. He, he doesn't like what you're doing with your time. <laughs> You should do, he would say, hey, maybe you should do something else. Well, now I got to say, though, because if you follow the like the, the whole Trinity model, Jesus is also God and God is all about some wrestling. Mm. He does. A, he, he wrestles with Israel and, and, and that's why he's called Israel. And then and then he wrestles with uh, who else? He wrestles with Moses and, and he, he gets beaten by the baby dick. Daniel. Does he wrestle Daniel? I think he fucks. Who's Daniel. the one who wrestles his brother? The angel. Yeah, I don't. Wrestles yeah. an angel. Yeah. So there's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, God can get in a fighty mood. I think. But but you're right in that mainstream like white guy Jesus who goes around like healing the sick, he, which is the Jesus that they're talking about. That guy definitely didn't want you to choke another man to sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't like. So, that. but he like what, that. what I'm saying is that they should end with the when they when they win the fight and they do the interview, they should say, "I would like to thank Jew God." Because Jew God oh. would be into that kind of shit. I thank Jew God all the time. Well, there you go. That old, that old, that old Testament, that old Testament <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's all fire and brimstone. Uh. Mel Brooks, <laughs> Jew God. <laughs> so now it's time for the fight. Yes, fucking finally. Jesus, oh. this movie took forever to get to the fight, <laughs> considering it's a movie about fighting. Well, yeah, but we're not quite to the fight. We're now like the fight is beginning for the audience the fictional audience within the movie but we have to like you know just see a couple of little snippets of that and then go back to the to the locker room where logan's in the back prepping for the main event that's right and his brother gives him a little hand massage yep. uh, yeah and, and, then, and, and then his brother tapes his hands which is illegal yep. a member of the athletic commission <laughs> has to tape your hands otherwise you can put like weights and like fucking pepper and shit in there and fucking other people so they cheated. Mm -hmm. It's over. So here was the crazy thing that happened to me. So I'm watching this movie with my wife, Anna, and my wife has never shown any indication that she cares for MMA or boxing or anything like this. And as he's taping his hands, Anna looks up from her video game and goes, you're not allowed to have someone from your side tape your hands and then looks back at her video games. <laughs> and I have no idea how my wife knows that. Yeah, I, no, also, I, don't, don't, I also don't know how your wife knows <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what underground boxing ring my wife is a part of. But yeah, I've never it was heard of any very of them. I don't, I've certainly never seen her at, at one. Yeah. God damn it, Devin. <laughs> so, and this is also, they have the most stupid and unrelated conversation you can imagine while this is going on. It's basically like, he's like, so, hey, brother, do you think moral relativism is okay? And the brother's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? What are you just... And and then he's like, man, I want to just tell you, Logan, I'm really proud that you decided to do this fight instead of getting your girlfriend raped. I'm very proud right. that you've made that decision. To which Logan replies, everything we could have done. Why do you think we became fighters? And I would love to hear what Logan thinks he and his brother could have done besides <laughs> punchy punch. Do you think make it, Mason would have made a great tax attorney? Like what? <laughs> I was almost a CPA. Thank you. <laughs> Been a contender. Yeah. So, um, and also like uh, we learned that there's even more on the line. Mason will go to church with them if he doesn't die in the ring. So, you know, he's kind of rooting for death. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, Mason's like, "Jeez, oh, how do I get the fuck out of that? That's gonna be terrible." <laughs> I watched that part of the movie. It was awful. They don't let you kill people in the ring, right? I mean, who knows with this fucking movie? Maybe <laughs> just everyone would stand. It's Hayden, guys. It's okay. Let him kill him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hayden brought a gun. <laughs> well. What are you going to do? So now it's time for the main event. A guy who's never fought professionally before and hasn't fought since he killed his dad and the thing for five years. And everybody's really excited about that. Woohoo. And I just, I love this. There was this little moment there where they like pan to Emma and the crowd. And you could just tell that the actress herself was getting groped by that crowd. She looks yeah, she's just so like, incredibly uh, uncomfortable. Why is everyone here drinking a monster energy drink? They don't even sell them here. <laughs> Oh. Everybody brought their own six pack of Monster Energy to this event. Is that a thing? Uh, and of course, no one's going to share with me. <laughs> and of course, Hayden won't touch gloves because he's an asshole. And then the fight begins. <laughs> and my my notes, by the way, at this point are just Batman Chirons with onomatopoeia. <laughs> Yep, mine too. So, uh, Devin, do you want to walk us through what happens in this fight? Because what it yeah, appears happens is. So. He knocks him down like one of those boppet clowns, and then at the yeah. end, Logan wins. <laughs> so yeah, so here's what happens. So so the, I think it ends in the third round. Yep. Uh, in the first round, uh, Hayden basically murders Logan. Oh yeah. But like, but like, doesn't he's like a, he's like a cat playing with a mouse. Like he doesn't <laughs> want to kill him. Yet. So he's like he knocks him down, and then sort of like rubs his body on top of him for a little bit and then just like and then and then like and then lets him get up he repeatedly lets him, lets him up yeah just constantly uh, uh logan can't uh establish his jab he as we know from before he uh he also if he throws a punch he uh his his other hand just like falls off and he can get punched <laughs> in the face <laughs> the the, the entire just, left side of his body goes numb <laughs> just the second the second round uh it's it's hayden uh continuing to murder him and just, but this time up against the fence. A lot of up against the fence murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Logan, Logan is only standing because he's just he's just fallen unconscious into the back of the fence. <laughs> the ref uh, is clearly on taking a break for these two rounds and not paying attention because clearly this needed to be stopped. Yes. This was horrible. Yeah, because I've watched some UFC and like a guy gets punched and falls down and like okay, it's over, it's over. But yeah, but Logan much, like yeah. spits a lung and the ref's like, "You're good, right? You're gonna stand up eventually." And he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Sure, I mean someday." The doctor then, said, "I'll walk again." And then in between the second and third round, I guess God showed up. Yes, God started caring about about Logan all of a sudden. Somebody better like, pray oh, I guess for I'll him. give you the power. I'll give you the, the God power to, to murder this other human being. And then Logan Logan wins. And everyone goes, wow, they have to fight again because it's clear that Hayden's <laughs> Hayden's clearly the better puncher and Logan just got fucking lucky. That's what happened. That, right? Well, and I yep. think we can all agree that. And also, like if, with a sport like MMA, you have so many ways to do that, right? You have so many different ways to reverse a fight where like the one guy is clearly getting his ass kicked and is clearly going to lose on the card. You can do, you know, like these guys are probably too light to knock each other out or whatever, but you can, there are a million ways you can like reverse the fight and all of a sudden he outsmarts his opponent. They don't really do any of that. You know, it's just like, oh, wow, no, did he catch just, a lucky yeah. punch there? 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like it's 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 a it's like a it's like a mugging. The first two rounds are just <laughs> one guy mugging the other guy. Yeah. And then the last round is the guy who just got mugged for ten minutes. <laughs> Basically, like falls into a punch and knocks the other guy out. Yeah, he punches to Aiden twice, at which point Aiden explodes into a shower of coins. <laughs> and yeah, right. Yes, exactly. And for the last ten minutes, it's just been it's just been Logan lying on the ground, getting punched in the face, and the refs like the refs like, nah, he can take more. No, he can take more. Yeah, and of course, this whole thing sets up this gorgeous line, right? This is the whole movie is built around this line where Hayden looks at him and he goes, "Daddy's not in your corner anymore," and he goes, "My dad may not be in my corner, but my God is." Oh boy, that's that hurt. How many takes do you think there were where he was like, bitch? No, Logan, again, it's just my God is my God is. But also, how could they not? Sorry. Like, (laughs) how could they not like have him say, but my heavenly father is or, you know, but I still have a father in my corner. Something like that. You know, point out that like dad and God and there's a kind of a relationship, but they couldn't even manage that. Yeah. But he's the winner of the punching and the end. He's the best puncher. All right. I guess. All right. So this movie struck me odd in the sense that it was definitely moralizing, but I have no idea what the moral was. So anybody. If you can, if you can punch better than somebody else, you can do whatever you want. God says so. <laughs> it was a Muslim movie. Okay. Awesome. Good thing we banned them. You know, they're violent. <laughs> exactly. And we learned from the MMA. <laughs> And we learned our lesson early on asking Eli to use thumbs to rate stuff. So rather than rating this on a traditional scale, I'm going to sum up by asking you this. Imagine you're in an MMA fight and your opponent has just locked you into a hole that is even less pleasant to be in than this movie was to watch. What is the name of that hold? Well, uh, I'm going to go with the dick bar. It's like an arm bar, but with my dick. <laughs> Like, I, it's still an arm, but like, I'm still hurting your arm, but my dick is what's <laughs> oh, doing I, all the pressure. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's unpleasant, I've been told. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I think it has to be the the the, the heart vice. <laughs> it feels like, it just feels like somebody's squeezing and punching the shit out of your heart <laughs> until you die. We've seen <laughs> that. Logan's specialty. Yeah, the Logan's special finishing move. Yeah, exactly, where he rips out your spine and everything. All right, well, Devin, I can't thank you enough for suffering alongside us. We would love to have you back again sometime if you remember us after you're gone. I know, thanks. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) And if our audience would like to hear more from you, where can they find you? Yeah, I have a show every Saturday night at the People's Improv Theater in New York City. The show's called Gypsy Danger. It's at 8 o'clock Saturday night. Awesome, awesome. And of course, if you're wanting tickets, you'll uh, find a link on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again, Devin. And while that does it for our review of The Fight Within, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to bubble you up for next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Me again. (laughs) And it is him again, too. (laughs) It is. It's David R. White again. (laughs) Uh, From the trailer, this appears to be a body-switching comedy where David R. White is a down-on-his-luck pastor who God bounces into various bodies of people around the community to make him appreciate his own life. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people pretending to be David A.R. White, Quantum Leap style. We really don't know exactly what (laughs) we're getting into, 
But God damn it, if there's another movie on his filmography that we need to check off, I guess we need to check it off. So Yeah, uh, we're starting to review him faster than he can make them. Yeah, exactly. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 78 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Devin Heater for hanging out with us, and a possible even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptic Crowd, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the link on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club Close. The guy who played Mason was eventually allowed by the Ninth Circuit Appeals Court to come back into the country. The homeless guy froze to death while Logan was fighting hate. Technology! I don't know, just... Lately, I can't do that. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that took me aback because I got have it. I sort of glanced at it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, all right." Uh, Eli's going to say these words to me. All right, let me try. Let's well, let's take that one from the top, shall we? <laughs> sure. Even it's the most the fun in the world to not be able to hear you, dudes. All right, you got me back. Do we have Devin back? I got you, but yeah, Devin was him. unable to join, to join the call. call. I'm going to try and add him again. Hello? Unable to call. Uh, Hello? All right. He is online, but he's unable to join the call. I'm not uh, sure what's going on starting. right now. I was just chuckling. Oh, okay. That's all I was doing because oh. of the funny thing that Eli said. <laughs> I see. I see. Gotcha. Sometimes Eli's funny and I laugh a little bit. I, 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 no, I understand. I understand. I've been. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.